talking, and then another guy got mad at me because I told a story. I slipped in some human feces on a date with this other man. <laughs> Yakety sax playing in the background. Totally. Real cute, real cute. We went on a walk and we, well, we went to dinner first and then we went on a walk and I was going to support. It was actually karma, totally karma on my part because he went to the bathroom and we were in the park and he went to the bathroom in the park and, and then you stepped in it. I know I was going to surprise him like because. I, like oh, I, you were going to scare him. Yeah, Wait, okay, so him. just so I understand, he's taking a shit openly in a park. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no. He was just going to pee or wash his hands or something. Oh, in in the public bathroom. In the public restroom. Okay, okay. I was like, <laughs> Baron, what? <laughs> so God just took a shit in the park in front of you? <laughs> no, okay, that I'm would be a better board. story, though, to be honest. <laughs> I, that would be a good first day. When the living gets hard and the pancakes and you feel too trapped in your own damn skin. Welcome to the good low. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi there. Is it obvious that I just don't know how to record an intro comfortably? (laughs) Okay. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Good Low with Bailey Norton. It's me, Bailey Norton. I hope you're having a great week so far. Um, Thank you again for listening. This is the fourth episode of this podcast, which is so exciting. Um, My cat is crawling up to the microphone come here buddy okay okay all right okay okay there you go he um needs a lot of attention and um (laughs) okay anyway this is the fourth episode of my podcast good low please remember if you rate five stars wherever you're listening um, and leave a five-star review. I will read that review on the podcast. It really, really helps me and I really appreciate it. Please keep it coming. I don't have a new one this week, but um, I will read it unless otherwise specified. Okay, so my guest this week is Barrett Carroll. You may know him from TikTok uh, or TV and film. He is wonderful. He is a newer friend of mine, but uh, someone I just really, really love a lot. And I was really excited for him to come on this podcast. If you know anything about Barrett, he has a lot of lows that he could talk about. And funny enough, this is actually one of the lighter episodes I've ever recorded. Um, Barrett talks about dating men. Uh, he took one year to like pretty much only date men. And that's a little bit of, uh, what he talks about on this podcast. Um, though it is a light episode, just content warning, uh, there is mention of child abuse and sexual abuse. Um, but we don't go into it. It's just lightly mentioned. Um, so just keep that in mind. This episode is so fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, all right, I'll let Barrett take it away. Sometimes I get high, sometimes I get low Being young's a bitch, just always getting old Life is real sweet, I'm learning how to grow When the living gets hard and the pain kicks in And you feel too trapped in your own damn skin Take a deep breath out and a deep breath in Welcome to the good low I, I, I do like to tell people that, <laughs> that I... I say on one side of my family, I'm royal inbred, and the other side, I'm I'm Appalachian inbred. <laughs> um, because, wow, you really have it all. Yeah, it's true. So that was, you know, that's what made me think about my cousin. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> it's just like the most erotic painting to be like, oh, this reminds me of family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where, where, where's that? Uh, who, who's that guy? Um, not the Dalai Lama. Uh, he's a painter. Um, Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali. <laughs> Salvador Dali. Not the Dalai Lama. Just, yeah. just to be clear. That's actually his tagline under all of his paintings. The Dalai, I'm the Dalai Lama. <laughs> no, oh. not the Dalai Lama. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. that's. Well, anyway, that guy, <laughs> that dude, you know his paintings, the ones like yeah, with the screaming and like the melting clocks. I'm sorry, this is going to be terrible with sound. My no, that's okay. My cupping over here, <laughs> putting my tea down. Um, yeah, the one of the like screaming people and stuff. When you said that, that like the family pictures or whatever. Yeah, I was like, no, actually, like that. That's more like the family <laughs> photos. <laughs> The scream. Yeah. I think that's Van Gogh. Oh, maybe. Because you know what? What is art? One time, for the fir- well, the first time I ever did acid, mm-hmm. I like had a um, sort of an existential crisis because I've always been like, yeah, I'm a sketchbook girl, and I would like just draw in my sketchbook. And then mm-hmm. I did uh, LSD with some friends, and I got my sketchbook out, and I started like scribbling furiously. And then I was like, I don't think I get art. And then I like started crying and they're like there's nothing to get it's art i was like but i don't get it and uh i maintain that to this day well that's very true and uh, but what's crazy is that within art people still try to categorize it like no matter how funky and weird it is they're like this is modern art like it can't look this way (laughs) yeah because it's not technically modern or abstract and it's like there aren't rules here someone pissed on a whiteboard you know what i mean it's like yeah. it threw some glue on it it's like i was watching this uh this art documentary and it was sort of about like what is art and there was this guy who made a uh it was called piss jesus mm-hmm. and he just pissed in a jar and then put like a little jesus figurine in there I, I, at least that's what it looks like and then took pictures of it and uh-huh. so it's just Jesus and some piss, and people were furious. Oh, I bet. I'm sure. <laughs> and they were like, this isn't art. And he was like, actually, it is. And it's piss Jesus, and it's art. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that there's plenty of people who piss on Jesus metaphorically every day. So <laughs> yeah. most, most of, the, uh, most of the, the most religious people I know are usually the ones who are, are yeah. actually pissing on Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so actually it's really maybe more art than anyone ever thought. Totally, to, totally. To so, make a physical representation absolutely. of modern Christianity. He's like, no, I just, Jesus turned water into piss. Yeah. <laughs> so He was doing a prank. He was doing a bit. Yeah, he was doing a bit. Let Jesus have some fun. It actually made me think of, this is so off topic and so disgusting. And Go. It's like a, Go for it. But... So I made uh, the terrible mistake of joining a fraternity in college, mm-hmm. and um, no, I mean it was fun. I didn't. I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. It was just like you know, not necessarily my people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, like this is what you you guys do all day. Um, but you know, anyway, all that being said, one of the things that they tried to make pledges do one time, uh, most people disagreed with it, but. They had like spit cups, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they were the dudes that like dipped and stuff. Oh, ew, ew. Yeah, yeah. And so like chewing tobacco, they would yeah, spit and it they would into spit a cup. Spit it in this big thing, and then they wanted guys to, um, like this was a suggested thing. This was not something they ended up actually doing because that was I think my junior or senior year, and I was like, that is fucked up. I Wait, was like, are you telling me that you 
had a hazing brainstorm sesh with the boys. Totally. totally. Are you kidding me? Totally. So the boys got together totally. and they were like, what's the cruelest thing we can do? <laughs> and there's like a whiteboard and you guys are like drawing on the whiteboard. Like, yeah. no, it's not, it's not fucked up enough. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. We wow. Were like, That's evil. <laughs> I mean, there's elements of, of, yeah. I mean, people do things sort of quote unquote, hey, I mean, they say we don't haze. That we, you know, that's mm-hmm. no fraternity hazes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, there was ideas of things to try out and stuff like that. But that was one of those things. They wanted the guys to drink it after it had been like their spit in a cup had been sitting under the house for like months. That and is they... disgusting. Yeah, for real. That's why I was like, oh, you know, honestly, that was the time it made me realize I'm definitely not straight. Not because of like being <laughs> around the men by any capacity, yeah. but simply because of that type of behavior. <laughs> I was like... I would never. <laughs> I love that that's... I love <laughs> this, this like, tableau of you being like, wait, that's gross. I'm queer to some degree. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Because, like, no... Only a, a fully... A truly, fully straight man would do something that disgusting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, someone who is sort of queer, but, like... It would never admit it. Like, has to prove their straightness. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if I believe in a fully straight man. I don't well, know if that's okay. a... I think that's a myth to me. Yeah. But, I, like, if you have to prove your straightness, that's the kind of shit people do, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I guess I haven't pondered on it that much, but I get what you're saying. I mean, I usually just try and take it for whatever people say, but mm-hmm. absolutely, I do know those people where they're over trying to overcompensate so much. That it's, like, weird. That you're like, why? Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, you know, even when I was dating women and stuff in college, they would, the guys in my fraternity, you know, I was getting a degree in fucking musical theater. Can I cuss? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can cuss. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can I'm sorry. cuss. That's so cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, but anyway, so they would make fun of me and I'm like, y'all are like spending your days like shirtless, watching TV, playing video games, whatever, spanking each other with paddles. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in dance classes with a bunch of women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. who's the real, the, one of these things the real is erotic. Weirdo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's the real weirdo here? <laughs> guys are weird. Yeah. So, uh, it's wild. It is wild. Um, I'm going to ask you a question and you can answer it as honestly as you would like to. Sweet. Uh, how are you doing lately? Oh. Mm. What a great question. I, well, I think I got something in my eye earlier. Oh, no. Other than, other than that. Um, That's bad. Yeah, I did like one of those at-home uh, like skin burners. What are they called? I don't skin know. Skin burners? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm still a little bit straight. I don't know all the terminology. <laughs> You know the acid, like an acid thing. Oh, like an like, okay, like a like an exfoliant, like a. Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to burn your skin off, but like technically. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's like an acid peel. Yeah, it's not that strong because I bought it on Amazon. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like a. Yeah. You didn't put like. I didn't go into the <laughs> thing. What are those called? Dermatologists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go to the dermatologist. Anyway, all that being said. Oh, how am I? Um, other than the acid potentially in my eyeball, um, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah? I'm, I'm good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, What's been going on with you? I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, just planning world domination. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Plotting to end yeah. everyone and everything. Got to change my name again, run away to Switzerland or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, classic world domination. <laughs> yeah. Change your name and move to like the most comically neutral place on earth. <laughs> truly, truly. You know, or Denmark, you know, I'm, yeah. weighing, I'm weighing the options. Sure. Um, no, I'm good. Uh, I mean, I tried to date men. <laughs> I tried to date men for like the last year or so. Yeah. And uh, that How was like my first like full, like I'm going to dive in, like actually like go on dates and do that whole thing. You know what I mean? Wine and dine. The yeah, romance. I mean, totally. Yeah. Totally. But like, I mean, I wanted to be wine and dine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Not necessarily. No, really. no, no. I, Everyone does. Yeah. I mean, I just really wanted to meet people and, and yeah. connect and see. Ooh. Um, anyway, all that being said, it wasn't a great experience overall, but I, <laughs> it was a learning experience. Sure. Um, but then I met a dude that I'm seeing right now, and it's it's been really, really lovely. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So is this like, is this what we're talking about today? Oh, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I, think, I love, I love that. Um, yeah, if, let's, if that's let's, what you want to talk about, I think we should. Yeah. I think dating men is a low. <laughs> Personally. I, <laughs> let me tell you about my lowest, <laughs> my lowest, lowest moment. point in life. It wasn't, it wasn't the, the cult I escaped or the, <laughs> the you know, the near death experiences or, you know, yeah. any of any, living in Hollywood, ups and downs. Like, spending was, one year trying to date men. It was just trying to date a man. <laughs> it was really, that's what did me in. Yeah. Um, that was my low Listen, point. Listen, you're not alone in that by any means. Okay, well, oh, I love this. So what, okay, what yeah. happened a year ago or so that made you go, I'm going to like actually try to date only men? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or was it conscious like that? It um, just happened that Yeah, way. no, it was kind of conscious like that. But I think rewind a little bit. My last relationship with a woman was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was the best relationship. I mean, it was... I So I had kind of dated men in the past. Mm-hmm. But it was like... It was... No, I didn't fully commit. And it was strange because I was kind of like in the musical theater world where it was more acceptable and things like that but then mm-hmm. I also had these other elements in my life coming out of a very religious background mm-hmm. and you know then just like all the college stuff and just being in Oklahoma and you know which is where I'm from mm-hmm. and so I kind of went back to dating women and it wasn't I never had like a coming out I never I still am not sure really sure. to be honest I'm, I'll, I'll be 30 in March and for a long time, people were like, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you this? Are you that? And I'm just like, well, I'm traumatized, but um, <laughs> I don't know if that answers you. Um, but no, I mean, I always, it was always more complicated. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's complicated for a lot of people and we're having more of those conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I am still kind of figuring it out and carving my path. And so there was a time where I was like, didn't want to be with men and but so much of it was like internalized homophobia mm-hmm. um traumatic things that had happened mm-hmm. with men um and then also just you know the religious stuff and i mean there were so many layers and so many factors yeah um so the last relationship i was in with a woman it was 
she was perfect. I mean, she was great. It was like anything that you could have wanted or asked for. Mm-hmm. And wait, what is what does that mean more specifically? Well, like, I guess that depends on who's asking. For like you, you were like, oh, this is the perfect well, woman. I guess in my perspective at that time. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm still in the, I'm still evolving and whatever. Sure. I yeah. don't have like a set idea of of what I believe or think currently, but yeah. Um. I she was just so understanding and kind and willing to and creative, um, but very grounded and just very willing to love mm. and very supportive. Um, so she sounds like a very like evolved human being. Like she was, and she was younger than me too. Like she was always like that though, mm-hmm. and I had I had known her for for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just such a good-hearted person. Mm-hmm. And I just knew, once I was with her, I was like, it all made sense, finally, in many, many ways. And it was like, oh, okay, this is perfect. And I do believe that we were like perfect for each other in that time of life. She mm-hmm. went on, like, the next guy she dated, she married. And, I, the, yeah, so oh, they wow. okay. seemed great. And... Um, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about her. Yeah. But I just had this realization where I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, you know, you're actually gay. But it was like something didn't feel right still. You even know? with her. Even, even with her. Even with, with her. A, like really, really wonderful person. Correct. Easy to be with. Correct. Yeah. And I felt like I hurt. I mean, I know I hurt her unintentionally. Sure. Um, And so... I was like, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to do that to somebody again. And I want to figure out my shit, mm. um, whatever that may be, you know, I mean, and it was, lo- it was a lot of things. I mean, I had a really crazy childhood, mm-hmm. you know, I had outside of sexuality, there were so many other factors to the things that you, but ultimately like your response is your responsibility. And yeah. Everybody has to deal with their own shit. And we, I think it's so unfair to put that on other people and not to do that work yourself. Because if someone is there ready to love, and I do believe that at the core of us, like each person wants to see and be seen, hear and be heard, love and be loved. I do believe that's like at the core of all of us. I think so too. And, uh, but when someone is like ready and mature and grounded and just totally there, and I did, I did love her. I cared for her greatly, and I mm-hmm. still, I still do. I still want nothing but the best for her. Yeah. Um, it just, it just wasn't right, and so I was like, I don't want to do this again. I got to figure out my shit. And um, so there were several years where I just didn't date anybody or any, any. You know, I went on a couple dates here and there, mm-hmm. but then COVID, especially, um, I just didn't really date at all. Yeah, it was yeah, it was classically rough time to like meet people. Totally, uh, people either were like, "Oh, I'm with this person," that ended up living together and murdering each other, yeah. or getting married. Yeah. Or something else. So, all right, so you were in this relationship, and even though it was great, you were like, "Wait, there's like an unanswered question, basically, that you're having." Uh, there's a few, yeah. A yeah. F- a few unanswered questions. Uh, in like regards to like your relationship with her, you think, or like. Um. No, I knew that it was what it had been. Mm-hmm. And 
that I wasn't going to return to like a romantic relationship with her by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also there was a lot of things that I just stuffed down for years and years and years, and a lot of it was tied to trauma too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I was really I was beaten really brutally by my father as a kid and I was like I also got molested as a kid and Mm -hmm. so there was also there was all of these um, and then I had a lot of sexual relationships with both men and women when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. um, who were much older than me Several of those. And so that just, and some of that stuff just kind of messes you up for a while. Totally. You know? Uh, It's crazy. Anything that happens to you at all affects the way that you have interpersonal relationships with anyone else. Totally. Like anything that happens to you, even if you have like a relatively mild childhood, those little things, those nuances in your, what, you know, whatever your parents did will affect the way that you love other people. So if you're going through these like, unbelievably potent life experiences like to say the least that are like traumatizing and horrible like yeah it seems like it would be very difficult to like navigate just like any sort of relationship well totally and i i mean to just touch on it very very briefly because i feel like most a lot of the interview like podcast interviews and stuff i do a lot of them I'm talking about like religion and sort of like more of focusing on my childhood and stuff. So yeah. obviously like that's, it's too complicated and too much for all of this. Um, <laughs> you know, when we're talking about dating mostly. Yeah. But I also did not have a traditional education. So I was like, I wasn't around the people who were like, oh, this is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. Like there mm. wasn't like the normal kid. Were you homeschooled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I, this is so yeah. funny. I have never met someone from Oklahoma who didn't escape a cult and who wasn't homeschooled. <laughs> and I'm not not to say like that your everyone's trauma is extremely unique. It's just like the two people that I'm like close with from Oklahoma, which is uh, you know, yeah, like, it doesn't matter who the other person is, but like say literal same situation. I'm just like, what happened there? There's something in the water. Um, <laughs> There's something in the water. It makes great country music singers and totally. and cults, um, <laughs> and that's and and chicken fried steak, and that's about it. Oh god, I love chicken fried steak. It is good. It yeah. is good. People do know how to eat in Oklahoma. That oh, is, they eat well. Yeah, they, they they are well fed. Yes, they're well fed. Um, anyway, so I guess so that ended with. Um, oh, I shouldn't say her name. Okay, I can bleep it out if okay. you want. Um, but you know that's one of the things with. All of my exes, I don't think any of them would ever say, like, I was a, a bad person or I was an evil person or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but it was unfortunate because I do know that I've hurt many people in the past dating because, um, I don't know. I mean, I was never broken up with. Really? Yeah, I've never been broken up with. Ever? Never. Never. Wow. What's it like to be the most desired person <laughs> on the planet? Um, <laughs> sorry, that type of my that that like spit take laugh is terrible for a microphone. I apologize. No, no, it's fine. Oh, uh, it just is natural. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that just the sum. I don't think I'm anything special. I think it's just like the sum total of all of my like unique like just weird experiences and background. Mm-hmm. And, like abilities and things Mm -hmm. um i think it's more just like people find me interesting (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, to me, it also signifies, like, if you're the person sort of, like, instigating the end of a relationship, it sort of also says to me that you are willing to let go, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, at an appropriate time. Totally. Well, and to get back on that, when I ended it with my ex, and it was with her, I mean, it was a little bit of a mutual thing. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like this terrible, you know, other type breakups I've had were very much like not mutual you know Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah this isn't working I was like yeah it's not working and I'm aware that it's mostly me that's the problem Mm. and um, you know some people have a willingness to stick around or guide you through you know help be there with you as you you know but I wasn't I wasn't there I wasn't mm-hmm. there was so much I hadn't even processed yet you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it kind of it was good the COVID years and all that stuff it was like mm-hmm. made me you know and coming back to LA and stuff there was many not great times and, and not yeah. great experiences but I really was like no I gotta be by myself I gotta raw dog, raw dog this shit you know Damn, I, I love that you were like, no, there's I have to there's work that I have to do and I'm going to do it instead of like, because I think a very, uh, I think a lot of people, something that I've definitely done in the past has been like, ooh, this relationship didn't feel good. Um, instead of like taking some time and being introspective and wondering why it didn't go well and like what went wrong and like what my role it was in it, I'll just do it again. I was getting another one exactly like this and I'll just do it again and again and again until I can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> until I can't take it anymore. I try I try and never do that. Yeah. I try and never do that. Um, but we all do have different like starting points too. Totally. You know? So um, I wouldn't say I've never done that. I certainly have repeated some of the same like bad habits. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, no. So I guess the main, here's the main, I guess we said we were going to talk about Mm-hmm. All this. So a year or so ago, I decided to start dating again. And I was like, I just feel like it's the it's a thing. And I had done so much stuff on my own for the, mm-hmm. so, since 2017 that I was like, I just realized it would be nice to have someone who is like a partner. I yeah. have great friends. I have great, you know, but someone who you really have that bond with and you share that. You know what I mean? Like intimacy and yeah, yeah like that and you gross rely stuff. On them. You yeah. know, terrible things like intimacy, <laughs> scary vulnerability, words, like being close, yeah, yeah, yeah. being seen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, oh, you know, and all of those things make me want to like crawl into a hole by myself. You know what I mean? The idea of them, like I want it, I want it. And yeah. I, Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Do you know what your attachment style is? fucked up um. <laughs> well I mean based on what you're telling me I have a guess as to what it would be what? what's your guess um, I am I could see you having like a disorganized attachment style which is like a little bit of a combination between anxious and um, uh, what's the other one omnipresent omnipresent <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, fuck, hold on, I gotta look it up. I, I don't, can't believe I blanked on it because I think about attachment styles all the time. Um, Sometimes I don't, because I've been, you know, people have, just briefly on this, mm-hmm. you know, I've been diagnosed with like complex PTSD and ADHD mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And look, I think those are all real things. Mm-hmm. But there is also an element that I believe everybody has a choice to some degree or another. I think so too. I think if you can... 
uh, recognize that there's a problem. Like if you can recognize the behavior, yeah. then then I think you have a choice. Yeah, I always say you can't. That's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, don't. You, this, you can just plug it back in at the bottom. Are these my ears or my eyes? <laughs> Barrett accidentally unplugged his headphones. Um, there you go. Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> you go blind. <laughs> yeah. I said, are these my ears or my eyes? Um, so uh, the attachment styles are anxious, disorganized, and avoidant. Um, mm-hmm. And avoidance are usually like if they feel like... Um, if they are like noticing that they are having like intimacy with their partner, their partner is like making bids to be intimate with them. They tend to get uncomfortable and push that away uh, and like mm. and like go away from that. Anxious is um, if they notice that their partner is pulling away from them, they'll try to get as close as possible. It makes them like literally anxious, and they try to like pull their partner back in, and what they get I really do? needy. I've done both of those things. Yeah, and okay. disorganized is like a mix of both, um, okay. Okay. where. Sometimes, like you have, you crave the intimacy, and sometimes when you get it, you push it away because it feels bad. But then you crave it again, and then you push it away. But isn't ultimately, don't we want to recognize those own tendencies within ourselves and like balance them down a little yeah, bit to get to like a more secure place? Yeah, isn't yeah. that like the goal? That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. So I'm, I feel like I'm very, very self-aware mm-hmm. now. But I always tell people relationships or anything now, especially now. And also, there's a lot of crazy fucking people in my family. I come from a long line of hardcore crazy people. (laughs) And so that's, again, why I say I think it's the inbreeding. Because one side of my family is like direct, like French royalty. We have this line of French royalty. Wait, this is real? This This is is not just like a funny thing I got to show you my nose at some point because I found he's, he's my, it was like 16 generations up or something like that. The first guy that we found was the Duke of France and um, Charles d'Orleans. And we literally, you can totally see we're related. Because most people don't have pictures. Wait, that, really? I'm yeah. gonna, I want to look it up right now. Do it. Uh, keep talking. So I, I also had, a, I've had like two nose surgeries because my nose was like broken a bunch of times. But everyone in my family has this big ass nose. And also like the hairline, the hair color, everything. Yeah. So go to images. Oh my god! Look at this guy. And Wait, so you, this? Yes, but my you think no- your nose looks no, like this? No, not anymore. I had two surgeries. Oh. My, so my nose, not it didn't look this crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look that crazy, but I definitely. Wait, let me. Can I just get my? Phone yeah, of course. This? Oh my god. Okay, I so I, I will. Um, I didn't know that you had a nose job at any point in time, and well, my nose was like shattered. Oh, really? A few times, yeah. And so I had 100% blockage on one side of my nose, too. Oh, wow. And so it was like you have a rhinoplasty or a septoplasty. And so yeah. the rhino, I guess, is technically the nose job or whatever. Yeah. Or in septo is the other. Yeah. I, anyway. That sounds right. But yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. All right. I, I will, I will uh, link this photo or, like, put it somewhere <laughs> okay. on my Instagram page um, so you can see. But see. not knowing that Barrett had had like surgery on his nose and then seeing his relative's nose, I was like, hey, uh, good news. I don't think you're <laughs> related to this man. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta find it. Just one, just, oh, I know, I know where it's at. I know how to find it. One second. I okay, no, take your time. <laughs> well, and it just got, okay, so, and then my nose had been broken a bunch of times. And mm-hmm. so, like, it made, 
like genetically speaking, I had the hump. But my grandfather had a very similar nose to this guy. But really? even look at our look at our hair color. This is a painting of that dude. We have the same hair color, like the same hairline. I'm gonna pull it up again. That is crazy. The lip. Wait, so you really like there was actual inbreeding? Well, okay, so. I mean, I guess that like you know back royalty back then just like kind of yeah. I mean, they did all, that. they still kind of are inbred. Like yeah. not so much the French because the French royal family doesn't really exist anymore. But right. But yeah, they're all. I mean, all the royal. The families, Windsors. Yeah, they're all inbred. <laughs> um, and then the other side of my family is, like. Oh yeah. my God! Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Yeah, that's sh- crazy. Yeah, I'm showing her the picture. Well, I actually, okay. I mean, look I, at the hairline, and it's just like I've yeah, always I had it. a lot of hair, but I even when I was young, I had these like whatever those are, like a rec- like not a receding. Oh sure, yeah, I know what you mean. But like it's like the, the shape of your sh- hairline. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then like the li- I have big, big ass lips like this guy and the chin and like. That's actually really wild. I love that you have that <laughs> side by side too. Like yeah. that's. That's kind of, I do, I do, uh, I liked the shape of your nose before too. It's great now also, you know, but. I, I miss it. Do you? I miss it. I miss it. But what happened is the last time, the so it had been broken a bunch of times. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I had to have the surgery for the sinuses. And then I had to have another like fixing because it got like totally crooked again. Mm-hmm. And it had just been like so many times. And. I thought about getting the nose job the first time I had the sinus surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but then finally, I was like thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was like, no, I really want, I want to finally do something. And then when I was nannying um, this, the boy, I was watching through a plastic axe at my face oh. and hit my nose and like broke my nose again. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this was a sign from the universe. And yeah. so then I went in and did another one and yeah. Um, Oh my god! But I kind of miss it because I felt like it made me a little more like, um, like rough and tumble looking. Well, yeah, it's like the there's like a, I don't know. It's a very it's, it's a, a very defined shape. For, I really yeah. like it though. It's it's I I don't know that I would have looked at this Charles D. Orleans character and been like, what a great nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it, it looked nice on you too. Thank like, you. But both are good. Thank you. Both good noses. Well, we can't go back now. <laughs> So contraire, <laughs> you can't do so many well, surgeries. That, that is true. I think if I really wanted my nose back, they could like inject things or yeah. something and make it happen. Yeah. But I don't. So. Yeah, it's the, I think it's fine. We're good. We're, we're, we're good for now. How did we get on this? Uh, I don't know the gaze. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, you were saying like oh yeah like the inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I sure. How that doesn't have anything to do with the nose. Okay, okay, it's just like a sort of a joke because yeah, one side of my family is a little more like. Um, oh yeah, you were saying your family's crazy, backwoodsy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the other side is um, this royal lineage or whatever. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy people in my family, and I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe it's because we're all inbred. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying for sure we're inbred, but yeah. I'm like it makes sense. It checks out. <laughs> it checks out. Okay, so it's more of a theory that you have, and yeah. less of a yeah. It's a theory. Less of um, the, the family legacy. Yeah, I'm not gonna write a book about like my inbred family. <laughs> my inbred what family. A perfect <laughs> title for a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me and my inbred family. <laughs> 
That's actually, if you do write a memoir, I do encourage you to call it that. I think it would sell a lot of copies. It's a a good one. Um, Like Jeanette McCurdy, she wrote, I'm glad my mom died. Well, one of them, I I thought about writing a book called Son of a Narcissist. Mm. Um, Anyway, well, that's potentially still in the works, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll touch base on that later. Um... But yeah, anyway, so I guess dating men is the was that the main subject? Yeah, 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 dating men. Um well, yeah, so the last year or so I was diving in and going on a bunch of dates with dudes and mm-hmm. I really realized that I mean, sexuality is definitely definitely not a choice because like what I don't know why anyone would choose to date a man. And oh, they can be I mean, they can provide some of the worst experiences romantically yeah. that are available to any any like human being. Totally. And you know, a lot of gay men or queer men or bi men or whatever, you know, a lot of the straight because I always admired women and was around a lot of women and mm-hmm. like I said, being in a fraternity and then leaving a place with a bunch of, with a very narcissistic father who was mm-hmm. like very sexist and stuff mm-hmm. early on in me, I was like, I don't like that, I don't like that had a lot of female friends. Oh, okay. A lot of female influences in my life, like mm-hmm. in my early adult life and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been like not a fan of how most straight men behave. Yeah. But then you date more men, even as a man myself, and you're like, oh, like some of this, <laughs> some of this behavior sort of trickles in and it's just sort of a man problem. Yeah. You know? It doesn't yeah. just because somebody is... A certain um, it doesn't mean that someone is terrible by any means no but, but it's like behaviors it's cultural it's societal the, yeah that that's something that I've like I, I, I um, have to catch myself and like kind of redirect myself because I am very quick to be like or it previously have been very quick to be like men are pieces of shit I <laughs> fucking hate men um, and I am right, and I do think that's correct in a lot of cases. But like, you have a boyfriend now, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just He's great. <laughs> but like, when you when you zoom in, like when you like truly get to know um, like anyone, you sort of like their like gender sort of isn't the first thing that you like know about them anymore. Like you know, sort of like their past experience and like. Yeah. Um, you know, like their personality and the way that they react to things. And I, I think like my my really bad relationships when I've been super close to someone, to a man who has been like behaving like really, really poorly. Mm-hmm. I think like when you're that zoomed in, you can be like, oh, you didn't get like me as a woman. Oh, you didn't get the things that I got like mm-hmm. as a kid. Like you were not you were not like raised the way that I was. You were not spoken to the way that I was. And it and here are the ways that you're missing like parts that you should have. Do you mean sort of like boyhood development yeah. kind of? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the way that yeah. the way that people like tell boys to stop crying. Yeah. Like that's so uh, that's so incredibly abusive yeah. and like so harmful. Well, and also some of the even some of the sexual stuff like men Straight men will, and not just straight men, gay men will do this too. You know, some of the ways that they talk about other people and in very derogatory ways, and it's like, you know, I have nothing, there's no like shame in sex or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But I mean, there are some people who it is almost a cultural thing. I don't think 
gay men do it in necessarily the same way. But you'll see men in their 60s and things like that who are just talking to each other, straight men especially, who, you know, they will very blatantly, like, make a comment about a girl's ass. Or Mm -hmm. it's like this buddy, it's like the way in which they bond. Like, Mm -hmm. sex is a way that men bond in many ways, talking about it, even if they can't even get it up anymore. Yeah. And it's sort of... What is that? I think it's... Probably because it was the only type of intimacy that most men were allowed to have. And women were more often than not shamed about sex and staying pure and whatever. But mm-hmm. men were praised for, you know, if you, you still see it today. Like women, if a woman has a lot of sexual partners, a lot of times she'll be like slut shamed. Mm-hmm. But a man, it's like, oh. Nice. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's especially you see the Andrew Tates of the world and stuff, it's like that stuff is still being propagated. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's certainly problematic because I don't think it's just problematic for the people who are on the other end of that, mm-hmm. you know, sexual behavior or the, you know, being catcalled or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get fucking catcalled in West Hollywood. You know yeah. what I mean? And you're and just like, it doesn't feel good. No, it feels very... Uh, it feels vulnerable. You feel vulnerable. Like totally. it's, it's like, um, I don't know. I don't it's know dehuman- how to It's it. dehumanizing. It, it really is. Yeah. It's really disrespectful yeah. and, uh, it makes, yeah, it's a very vulnerable feeling. Yeah. So when you, when you <clears throat> dated men, like what were some things that happened? Well, and look again, I was, I was learning and growing and stuff as well and, mm-hmm. and exploring new things. And so I certainly was not, uh, perfect, but I have, I had collected so much and really taken a break and really been like, I'm going to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Like, these are my boundaries. These are like, I, this is how I want to be treated. This is not how I want to be treated. I was Mm -hmm. very clear Mm -hmm. getting back into dating, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it was just, it was very funny, strange things, you know? Actually, I remember the first dude that I matched with when I got on an app, he literally said in his bio, um, it was like Tinder or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or No, it wasn't Tinder. I'm sorry. It was, I think it was Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, more like dating mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you're supposed to date on there, I guess. Yeah. And he had in his description, like, I would, I would prefer you to leave me a voice note so I can hear you and you can kind of like introduce yourself and stuff. And I was like, okay. And so I think we matched and I sent him a message and... Um, and it was brief and then he sends me another another message and like asks me some specific questions like what do you do for Mm -hmm. work or something like that that's not necessarily an easy answer Mm -hmm. when I do a bunch of different things sure and um, so I sent him like I don't know it was like a minute and 15 message or something like that back and this guy's reply to me was like oh okay nice Uh, can we try and keep it under a minute though (laughs) we had notes and I was like Okay. What? <laughs> Excuse me? I was I was I was just shocked. So I just blocked that guy and I was like, okay, well that was weird. You know, but this is the kind of stuff I hear from women all the time. Well, it's, it's a really good indicator. Oh, this person is gonna be dissatisfied a lot and yeah. very controlling. Totally. And yeah. it's just like you've experienced certain behaviors and things like that. Once you have like 
once you're like, I don't, I'm not going to be treated this way. Once you know you've lived enough life. And I think Mm -hmm. some of that just comes with age and time and, Mm -hmm. and, and different work environments and different places, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was that and this, you know, this other guy, we had one date and he asked me out on a second date and I was like, man, it was really nice to meet you. It just wasn't really the right vibe. Wish you you all the best. All good. And he was so pissed. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, blah, 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 like, chewing me out and then blocked me, like, on Instagram and everything like that. And I was like, we didn't hook up. We didn't anything. I mean, it was literally the first time meeting this person. Oh, he felt so rejected and he didn't know how to deal with that gracefully. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it was like, these are man issues. Like, yeah. it's a man issue. Yeah. Because I'm sure you didn't say things like, Hey, I had fun. Um, I do find you physically repulsive, no. and I hope you like have a horrible life because your personality. Like, no, really... I tried to be very sweet, and yeah. it wasn't like I didn't dislike him or anything. Yeah, it was just sort of that, you know, when you know, and it's also it's not black and white. Like I have to kind of like if I'm gonna be physically attracted to someone, I have to kind of turn it on, like mm-hmm. a switch in my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm like once I I like their personality, once you know all that, then mm-hmm. it's like I kind of turn that on. And, um, yeah, you know, it was just sort of, it was just sort of funny. And then another guy got mad at me because I told a story. I slipped in some human feces on a date with this other man. (laughs) Yeah, real cute. Yakety sax playing in the background. (laughs) Totally. Real cute, real cute. We went on a walk. And, well, we went to dinner first. And then we went on a walk. And I was going to support. It was actually karma. Totally karma on my part because he went to the bathroom. And we were in the park. And he went to the bathroom in the park. And, and then you stepped in it. <laughs> I no, I was going to surprise him, like because, I, like oh, I, you were gonna scare him. Yeah, Wait, I was gonna okay, scare so him. just so I understand, he's taking a shit openly in a park. <laughs> oh no, 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 oh, no, no. he was just going to pee or wash his hands or something. Oh, in in the public bathroom. in the public restroom. Okay, okay, I was like, Baron, what? <laughs> so God just took a shit in the park in front of you. <laughs> So, okay, that I'm would be a better board. story, though, to be honest. <laughs> I, that would be a good first day. I mean, I have had some crazy, like, hookups. When I was hooking up a lot with people, Yeah, I've had some crazy hookup experiences. <laughs> um, but the, the dates are relatively mild because I think I sort of know how to, like, I'm like, okay, this person's at least not going to kill me before I <laughs> sure. meet them, you know? All right, so anyway, he takes a shit so, or, or, or something. Well, in my I mean, mind, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But so then he walks out. And I'm going to scare him <laughs> because I just am like being playful, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I slip in shit that is on the ground. <laughs> like you fall? No, I didn't fall, but I definitely like fully slid. <laughs> you like skidded. Fully skidded. <laughs> and, uh, and then there was a unhoused man uh, not very far from me. And he decides to... <laughs> Tell me and everyone else in the park, <laughs> that guy just slipped in human shit. <laughs> He's like, dude, did you know? He was like, that was another guy. He was like, he just took a big shit there. And I was like. <laughs> because up until that point, it could have been just like dog poop that you totally. stepped Totally. I mean, it was rather large. <laughs> but yeah. So then he comes out and I'm like. Um, <laughs> nothing weird going on here. Yeah. I was like, no, there's, there's shit on my shoe, like a lot. <laughs> and I need to do something. But anyway, all that being said, 
fast forward, I tell that story on TikTok because I was like, this is fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, just a human funny story. I didn't talk about him at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about him. It was like just what I told you, basically. Yeah. And he was like, he got very, he was upset about it. He was like, you made a story about, he was like, I feel like you made a story about me. And like, I don't want you making content about me. I said, it had nothing to do with you. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's my shit story. Yeah. That's my shit slipping story. Just because you were there. Yeah, I didn't use his name or anything like that. I was oh, like, damn. it wasn't about you, dude. I make content about people and I use their names <laughs> and well, like like god you you did it right didn't you didn't you didn't you say something all about like one of your exes you like said his name or did you tell me a joke or something like that oh I have a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have a bit where I play my ukulele and I I had an ex-boyfriend who uh in a very demeaning uh misogynistic way used to when I would play my ukulele he called it my insecure woman guitar Ooh. Yeah, and so I say that before I play my ukulele, and then uh-huh. I I say, um, I was like, I, I would be like, I used to out him on stage, but I don't do that anymore, um, but oh, I used I to be like, yeah, um, any big Jason Webb fans in the house? <laughs> that is his first and last name. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I'll bleep it. I don't think I care. I think I'll keep it in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, to me... <sighs> And I may be, I may be wrong on this, to be totally honest, but if someone is in your life and you experience something with them, like, that's your story, too, at that point. I don't think it's cool, necessarily, to, like, name people. Um, yeah. I, I'm particularly antagonistic in that way. I, I agree with that. and But especially something like that, it was, like, unrelated entirely, you know? But I, I agree with you. I mean, there's certainly people in the past that I've had experiences mm-hmm. with that I'm like... I got shit to say. Yeah. You know, I got shit. I could say, you know, but it's weird. Yeah. But most of the people who, most of the people who are still in my life in any capacity, there's no one in who's in my life that I would have anything bad to say about. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, that's, he, again, it seems like a theme of like, he felt vulnerable and then got sort of like aggressive. Not like, not like aggressive maybe that's uh, the wrong word but like well and this is where i sort of messed up too i don't think it was the right vibe mm-hmm. um but he also eventually realized he he was like i'm sorry that was dramatic because i told mm-hmm. him i was like i was like it wasn't about you dude and he kind of kept pushing it and stuff i was like mm-hmm. okay well this, i'm i'm not that i'm that was a deal breaker for me just mm-hmm. like the way he responded basically mm-hmm. to it and um because I'm going to tell my shit story on TikTok. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So, um, but I even deleted it, to be honest. I deleted it just to be, like, respectful. And Aww. I was like, yeah, but I was like, okay, if it bothered you, all right, I'll delete it. Uh, but I'm definitely, I'm not going to see you again. <laughs> Aww. So, that was so nice of you. Yeah. I would not have done that. <laughs> yeah. So, just out of respect. And yeah. That's Because I was like, if it really did bother him in some capacity, like, I don't think it should have. Yeah. It had nothing to do with it. But you're him. like, I'm just not going to deal with it, whatever. Exactly. Um, but then he kind of apologized and then kept asking me out. And um, so, like, good for him. He recognized, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. But it was over at that point. Yeah. It was over at that point. But yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, different different people. Um, it, you just see a lot of the same things. And, you know, there was another guy I was seeing more recently who um, 
you know, just some narcissistic behaviors and just mm. the un- inability to recognize, um, like, why is this happening? Like, w- when we have a conflict here mm-hmm. or there's an issue here, like, I'm fully, I want you to tell me how you feel. I mm-hmm. want you to tell me if something I do bothers you. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I am. I'm like, let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, let me know. And because I always want to try and correct that behavior. Yeah. If, if, or we discuss it if it's something that I'm like oh no that's just how I am it's my personality that's one thing mm-hmm. but I always want to know how you feel I always want to you know and he there's a lot a lot of guys though they just cannot emotionally connect in any capacity yeah it really seems to be hard in a way that is like ultimately very sad yeah it is sad it is sad but all that being said, <laughs> all that being said, um, I, the last guy I was seeing or whatever, I was like, mm. that was enough. And mm. I truly was not going, I was like, I'm done. That was full circle. Is this the person that I know about? Um, no, oh, no, you know, that was like one before. Okay, okay. Um, and so anyway, I was done. I was really done at this point mm-hmm. i was like this doesn't work out this is it mm-hmm. and it didn't and um but then i met someone just like naturally like not trying to be on a dating app mm-hmm. like that. and i'm with that guy right now oh wait yeah. how'd you meet um okay well so it's gonna sound crazy okay <laughs> okay it's gonna sound crazy go off king um we <laughs> we met on new year's eve and uh i'd say it's gonna sound crazy because like it's still January as we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, kitty. Um, that is a fluff ball. Yeah, that's Leo. It, you only have one cat? I have two cats. I feel like I met one of them. You met him before. I met this one before? Yeah. <laughs> hey. And then Ghost is a, a white cat who is I, very elusive. Or maybe no, you met her, too. I feel like I only saw... I don't think I remember this one. But oh. I think I saw Ghost. Oh, really? I think. Oh, interesting. He's he's the more social of the two. I feel like I would have remembered this guy. Well, um, if you don't remember him, he is furious. <laughs> I can tell you that. Hey. Uh, so. Okay, um, so you met on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and look, obviously you don't want to put too much weight into it because it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And But that was kind of, he and I, he felt a very similar way. He had kind of gone through, anyway, it's, it's like the best. We we have talked every single day, twenty six days or whatever in, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's been very lovely since, and so I feel like you can tell pretty quickly, like if it's gonna be, you know, what the tone of it will be at least. Totally, totally, and it has been very promising so far. So I love to hear that. Yeah. and you had just kind of given up. Yeah, well, yeah, the way we met too was very. We had a, a puddle moment. Um, I was going, we were going to this house party on New Year's Eve, a friend's was throwing a party and it's, and he was a mutual friend too. Mm-hmm. So you at least like, they've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, this is a good person, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, we, he was, it was pouring down rain on New Year's Eve and he was waiting in his car to see if, how anyone else would get over this massive puddle that was like <laughs> in the driveway. Cause no one else was outside and he just like called out to me. And it was pouring down rain. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, jump over the puddle, you know? And Wait, he was like, hey! 
Yeah. How do I get her in the puddle? <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. No, he, he, he was like, I've been waiting to see how someone was going to maneuver that. Um, and I said, well, you just got to get wet. Like, and just <laughs> jump over it. And, um, and well, yeah, I thought he was a lot younger than me, but he's actually six years older than me. Oh, wow. So yeah. he looks good. He does. Um, he's, uh, he's half Filipino, mm-hmm. so I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful people. Beautiful yeah. people. Filipino yeah. people are stunning. Yeah, so um, I keep looking at the picture. <laughs> The, oh, the picture of your cousin? Yeah, the picture the of my cousin. The photograph of your cousin that I have on my wall. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, no, he is a beautiful... He's beautiful inside and out. Um, Aw. Yeah, I don't... I never imagine myself saying that about anybody. Really? <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, and it's so quick, obviously, and I'm, we're taking our time and slowing down. It's like, who knows? Like, who, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to put too much weight into it. Mm-hmm. But he and I we feel a very similar way. I think we are very similar people. Mm. And that's, um, sounds narcissistic, I guess. <laughs> no, I think it probably means you have a lot of like shorthand language with each other. Like you don't have to over explain something to get someone to be on the same page as you. Well, and also just a similar, the way we care about other people and mm-hmm. the way we respect each other and things like that, that a lot of times those are just kind of, the balances are missing, I guess, in a totally. lot of relationships. And yeah. they're not because I'm like, oh, no, I know. I know my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've never intentionally fucked over anybody. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And um, I can honestly say that. And I think he is very similar to that. Um, Has a lot of integrity and cares a lot about people. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, and I'm also attracted to him, you know. And that's huge. Yeah. And oh, he's he, a good person, and he's hot. Yeah, that's huge. He is. He is. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, I love this. It's cool. It's cool. So, okay. No, I'm sorry. No, no, that's all. That's all. I could just talk, talk, <laughs> and talk. Um, I guess, I, like, as we're like sort of wrapping up, mm-hmm. like. What would you say to someone who's, like, sort of experimenting dating the same sex? Um, Because that is, like, a... I'm a... I am definitely, like, queer, too. mm -hmm. And I... I am very afraid of dating women. Like, Mm -hmm. and um, any time that I've sort of dabbled, I've gotten, like, really, like, very avoidant and like a little scared it got a little fishy yeah (laughs) yeah it just like (laughs) made me uh made me feel really vulnerable and i think it's like internalized homophobia totally i'm sorry i made a bad joke when you were telling a serious (laughs) thing i apologize i tried to wink and i forgot uh, and that's on me (laughs) um but yeah it was it yeah it can feel scary i guess that's what i'm saying it can feel very vulnerable and scary and so what would you say to someone who's like interested in trying that or maybe doesn't know how to start yeah, I would say that, look, I'm almost 30, and there was never, there's never been a time where I, like, came out of the closet or anything like that, um, but what I have realized is there are people who, who love you for exactly who you are, even if you don't know who you, fully who you are yet, and the people who, you know, it's like the old expression, like, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's that element of it. And ultimately, um, 
it's not just about the sex it's not just about the this or the that or the cultural like make it you know both he and i the guy i'm seeing now neither one of us have ever watched rupaul's drag race you know so there's some stereotypes or whatever it's like it does just be a human yeah and i love that and and i do believe that you find what you look for in life no matter no matter if you're talking about dating or career mm-hmm. um the good you know if you look for the good you'll find it. if you look for the bad you'll find it and so um i think why i say that is also to reflect on the good in you um that this is the uniqueness about you this is the goodness about you this mm-hmm. is the the complex humanness about you mm-hmm. and that is really what ties all of us together as humans is that we're it's not just this or that it's we're complex and so um don't be afraid to explore whatever that looks like for you and then also trust yourself that if it doesn't feel right if it's not right listen to your your gut instinct like if you don't feel good about it you know don't go into spaces or be in places with people who don't bring you peace mm-hmm. and so whether you're whether it's dating or friends or business or anything it's like you know don't th- i would just say that like don't go don't be with people if it doesn't bring you peace but also don't be afraid to live your life and if it's something that you have always thought about or always feared or you or you know mm-hmm. then life is short yeah life is short like do do what brings you joy and brings you peace because it's you know the number one thing when people are on their deathbed is they don't talk about all the things that they did that they mm-hmm. regret they talk about all the things that they didn't do mm-hmm. all the things they didn't try all the places they didn't go mm-hmm. so if you want to try a little dick or a vagina like go for it <laughs> yeah you know? hell yeah. yeah throw some throw some wet noodles at the wall yeah. and see what sticks yeah all you know all the above go yeah. for it life is short yeah live your dreams and uh be queer and happy <laughs> That's fucking perfect. Um, Barrett, you are so wonderful. You too. Where can people find you on the internet? <clears throat> um, you can find my, my headshot on Illuminati.com. <laughs> uh, right next to George Soros uh, and Hillary Clinton. Um, He'll be there. <laughs> Congrats um, on the upgrade. That's huge. TikTok. You can find me on TikTok. Uh, Barrett D. Carroll. Uh, B-A-R-R, I got so many double letters, B-A-R-R-E-T-T-D-C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Wow. Every letter that could be a double is a double. It's a double. And, right. you know, my website, um, barrycarroll.com, Instagram, Barrett D. Carroll, you'll find me. I got, just Google me. You'll find too, <laughs> too many weird things. He's there and I'll link everything. Uh you are so great. Thank you so much for talking about this. And I'm so happy that you're happy. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. All right. Bye. Sometimes I get high. Sometimes I get low. Being young's a bitch. It's always getting old. Life is real sweet. I'm learning how to grow. When the living gets hard and the pain kicks in. And you feel too trapped in your own damn skin. Take a deep breath out and a deep breath in. Welcome to the good low.